Please stay tuned. You with Sirius FM 105.7, your number one station in the East Rand. I tell you the Friday upon Friday, Juma Kadin Aya, Barakat Kadin Aya. It's a day of Juma. The Baraka is flowing and the Baraka of time is ebbing away, people. Time is not there anymore. You know, I'm just blinking my eye and opening my eye. It's a Friday to a Friday. And Mufti Ibrahim Smith will tell you the same thing. It's just gone. The baraka of time. The people focus on it and do something that will really, really, really add value to our lives. Let's welcome our famous and astute, well-known Mufti, the World Cup, Mufti Ibrahim Smith. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Tell me how you're doing this fine and beautiful Jumma morning. Wa alaikum salam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. and all our listeners out there. Gee, indeed, uh, there is no baraka in time left. You know, that's why we need to use our time uh, constructively, Shafat, and again, all the baraka and blessings. And of course, the pleasure of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala also, gee. Well said the Mufti Sahib, people remember, time and tide waits for no man. And now the tide and Time is ebbing away. Message on my screen. It says, Assalamu alaikum, Mufti. Should one say, Alhamdulillah, when one sneezes whilst reading Salah, or would this nullify your Salah or be considered wrong, Mufti? Yes, Shafat, when a person is in Salah, there are specific actions to be uh, performed within Salah, you know. So when a person sneezes, uh, he should not say, Alhamdulillah, he should not speak a word that can be understood because that will constitute extra uh, actions or in that way he can nullify his salah that he will have to repeat it. So a person should not do that. Uh, that after salah, if a person wants to thank Allah subhanahu for the sneezing, then there will be no problem in doing so, G. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh, Mufti Saab, Shafa'at and Yusuf Asmaal. Keep up the good work. I always make uh, duas for all you people on the radio, you all are serving the Ummah with distinction. Jazakallah paid for that. What a lovely message. It goes on to say, what are the rewards for fasting in Rajab and how many days can one fast, Mufti? Shafat, there's no actual reward, special rewards for fasting during the month of Rajab because nothing has been recorded in the authentic Sunnah. You know, yes, there's a lot of messages going around on social media fabrications. Uh, people are fabricating upon our Nabi alayhi salatu salam and wrongfully so also. So you'll find a lot of messages coming through in Rajab and Sha'aban and Ramadan as well. So be very, very careful. If a person wants to fast, there's the Monday and a Thursday Sunnah fasting. He will be rewarded for that. And then, of course, if the, the uh, Yam will be uh, you know, the mid days uh, during the mid month of the lunar calendar, a person can fast those days also. He will be rewarded for that also. So that is what the Sunnah is prescribed for us, and we should stick to the Sunnah, inshallah, and uh, we should refrain from innovating in the deen of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Assalamu alaikum, Mufti Ibrahim Smith. Here is Ian van Ons, the best. Eh? This is a cut <laughs> message. Buy more messages. Buy more words, Kapia. It says, a kindly advice how one would rectify a mistake made while reading Salah. Okay. Yes, uh, Shafat, if a person is making a, a mistake in a recitation, then of course for males you will say, uh, Subhanallah, I know, and females, uh, if they are reading Salah, uh, then of course uh, they will clap their hands. That is what the Nabi alayhi salatu salam has uh, taught us. So for a male, 
you will say uh, subhanallah so that if the person leading a salah if he knows the laws of salah he knows the rules of salah then he will immediately uh, realize his mistake and from there he can build on his salah so you get different types of mistakes in salah some in the recitation some in uh, going down in shazza some uh, coming up from sajda etc so one needs to gauge uh, uh, be alert that's why one needs to be alert in salah but that is how we've been taught in the sunnah to say subhanallah ji. Well, you heard it, people. You can clap your hands, but you can't stamp your feet. <laughs> you can't stamp it. Right? Yeah, Mufti knows what I'm tuning there. Don't stamp your feet, people. Uh, this message says, yeah, Assalamu alaikum, Mufti and team. Please explain what is the relationship between a stepfather and a stepdaughter, and will he be considered as a maharam to her? Uh, Jazakallah, what a lovely show. Go for it, uh, people. Go for it. It's the best show. Hey. This is the, some masala coming there. Go for the people, okay. Mufti Sahib, your comment. Yes, it is a beautiful question, Shafat, the relationship between a stepfather and uh, a stepdaughter. So remember that the stepfather is married to the mother. So when marriage has taken place in consummation of that marriage uh, has taken place, then that person becomes completely uh, haram for any one of the mother's other siblings, you know. So yes, uh, a person, after doing that, one still needs uh, to take a caution, uh, although the person will be a mahram for the child, uh, for the daughter, but still in the time of fitna and facade, we always advise the people to exercise extreme caution. And in this way, that uh, if there's someone else that can uh, be as a mahram, especially when the daughter needs to go for traveling, etc., then rather use a brother or a sibling in that way. Uh, we will uh, be avoiding any types of fitna because we're living in a terrible world, Shafat. You know how many mm. cases is coming forward. Uh, so uh, it is rather be safe than be sorry. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make it easy and protect uh, all of us, inshallah, ji. Beautiful. The abstinence from evil is better than doing good. Keep away. Yeah, put the barrier. Put the farda, people. Mufti, is it recommended to read one qasam during a, cal- a calamity like COVID-19? Yes, we should always read abundance of Quran. It's Kalamullah. We're reading so many messages, so many messages on social media, on Facebook, on Instagram. We're spending so much time reading, being, being bombarded with so many information, but we hardly take our time to read the book of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the Kalam of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So Anas bin Malik, uh, radiallahu ta'ala, the illustrious Sahabi, he used to complete one Quran, then he used to call his wife and his children, and then they would uh, sit together and used, uh, make, uh, make dua and supplicate to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So person can, can make an intention that, Ya Allah, I want to complete one Quran, please remove this pandemic from us. And who knows uh, that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala might accept the dua of that person, Shafat. And in, in any case, he will be getting a reward also uh, for reading the kalam of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Assalamu alaikum, Shafa. Looking so forward to your program. You really are a breath of fresh air. Uh, should females make azan and ikama when reading namaz at home? Muftisar? Females? In the Hanafi Mazhar, females, there's no adhan for them, there's no iqama for them. So they will just read uh, their salah, whoever's reading at home, in their houses, in their shops, etc. No adhan, no iqama for females. In the Shafi Mazhar, a female can make adhan, but of course, it shouldn't be too loud. The volumes should be uh, toned down, shafat, and turned down at the same time. So no strange males uh, should listen to a voice. Any iqama for them also is recommended. So that is in the Shafi Mazhar, G. Mufti, the moment of truth. Ramaphosa took the vaccine. Any comments? 
Yes, so beautifully. I'm so glad. I'm just disappointed that the entire cabinet didn't take the vaccine at one time because if something had to happen to them, at least the country will be safe. Chapat, uh, that would be the <laughs> test of e- efficacy, and we could see that uh, how dangerous and lethal uh, this vaccine is. We won't be losing anything if any one of them uh, should go because they're always replaceable. But uh, yes, he did it, and uh, he should lead by example also. Uh, if it was a real vaccine, what was in it? Was it B12 that we don't know, Chapat? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala knows the secrets to all of these things, you know, but uh, time will tell, inshallah, G. Hey, Muftisa, Tatama vaccine, Tatama chance. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Yusuf, hey, uh, Mufti got me in a roll here. Assalamu alaikum. How do government uh, get it right uh, to actively, uh, okay, to actively uh, predict the next uh, wave of spike cases? Hey, the screen... Uh, was just blurring a little bit. I got it there, Mufizab. Did you get the gist of the question? I, I really would like to know how they actively predict that the next wave is predicted to come during the flu season, most probably. Uh, so, you know, miraculously, the flu has disappeared since uh, the emergence of uh, COVID-19. You hardly hear about flu cases. In fact, many diseases have disappeared. So somehow COVID became a miracle of sickness as well. So, But nevertheless, they've got their charts and they're predicting uh, according to how many cases, how many positives, how many false positives, etc. And that is how they predict. But I can tell you this, uh, there will be many more waves. I read the other day, Vietnam had wave six already. We only completed the second wave. So many more waves, uh, meaning many more lockdowns. Even if you immunize and inoculate yourself, the waves will still keep coming. So Allah protect us all. Yeah, they dropped the napalm bomb. They dropped the uh, atomic bomb. And when they're going to drop the next wave? Yes, Mufti Sahib, you get yeah. the gist. The waves, when it will come, it is there, people. No, some, hey, you know, brother, yes, it's there. But there is something happening, people, reading between the lines. I said nothing. I just said they dropped the napalm bomb, they dropped the atomic bomb, and they're going to drop waves from the sky. It will be a wave. You know, not that wave that when you go to a cricket match, you say, hey, let's wave. The Mexican wave, this is worse than this is a COVID wave coming through. Salam's team, another new organization, Darul Iman. Is there a need and should we join the Bufti Saab? Yes, Shifat, people asking these questions. I'm the wrong person to ask this question because my answer is simple. Never ever stop people from doing good, the more the merrier. When it comes to serving the deen of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, why not? And uh, I've read about Darul Imad, you know, that they are there to serve the legal interests of our masajid and uh, organizations, etc. So why not? If uh, we have a legal team that will be doing this, most probably uh, pro bono or free of charge also, so why not? Uh, we shouldn't condemn, you know, give the people a fair chance, let them prove themselves. It takes time to establish a new organization. Uh, it's not something that is, uh, can be achieved overnight. So wherever you can support, support all the avenues in the path of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala because uh, evidently uh, and ultimately at the end of the day that everyone wants to do good, there is no uh, monopoly here, no authority here that mm. can decide who can do good and who cannot do good. Just because you have this plan and that right, we will support you. No, support all the avenues of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. You do not know which sadaqa Allah subhanahu wa except from you, G. Yes, sir, Mufti Saab. Hey, you're a diplomat. Full marks to you. Give you full marks. <laughs> Mufti Ibrahim Smith from the Buakab. Uh, assalamu alaikum, Mufti. Jazakallah for always uh, shedding light on our doubtful issues. Kindly advise if it is uh, compulsory to have a Sharia-compliant will instead of a normal South African will. And what will uh, the repercussions be if there is no Sharia will left?
behind of this app? Yes, uh, Shafat, one should have a Sharia-compliant law. Not only compliant, it should be Sharia-approved, meaning you should, you should sit with a scholar because if you die and you leave behind an estate and they will be infighting and cursing and usurping of your wealth, etc., then you will be answerable uh, for that. Allah, you must remember, whomsoever transgresses uh, the, the laws and uh, the distribution that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has decided for your ears behind you, those people will go into the fire of Jahannam for eternity, for a very, a very long time. Allah says eternity, but the ulama translate it as a very long time. So that, if it's in co- uh, conflict with uh, a sharia, uh, with a South African world, then you're also in trouble. So you need to have a sharia. In fact, you shouldn't sleep at night unless you have prepared your world because death can come instantaneously. And uh, if it comes to you and you didn't sort out your finances in this world, Shafat, we're dealing with so many cases, you know, brothers and sisters becoming enemies, uh, wanting to kill one another for a few cents, uh, uh, cent, uh, rents uh, that have been left behind in the estate, uh, people fighting over the house, uh, wanting to kick their mother out, etc., because the father did not leave behind a wall. So please, people, wherever you can attend a webinar or seminar, etc., where they will shed light uh, regarding Islamic world, then do so and sort out your wall whilst you are still alive. Do not leave your mess behind for people to sort it out behind you, G. Yes, sir, Mufti Saab, they say blood is thicker than water, but when it comes to will, hey, it seems like, you know, the will to fight to the end and then to, to cause the bitterness uh, just uh, manifest. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, even when he's uh, giving you those shares of that will, Allah says in the Quran, I know better than you, uh, Mufti Saab. Yes, when it comes to money, there's no shadi. Remember this. I've seen with my own eyes, people are not interested in what Islam says. They will take you to secular court just because of a wall. When you tell them that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has decided this, they're not interested. There's the only time when it comes mm-hmm. to money when people are not really interested in what Islam is to say, gee. So in other words, your ilah becomes your money. If, you, if you're going to court and uh, giving it precedence over Allah's words, then uh, you're committing shirk, Mufti Saab. Uh, that is what they're doing, Shifad. They will go to court just to, to get something unjustly uh, that is not uh, being allocated to them uh, within Sharia. And for that, they will go to court and will uh, refuse to, to practice on the law of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Very sad. Very sad indeed. Last year, I missed out, uh, d- uh, I missed out days uh, during Ramadan. Can I use uh, contraceptives uh, this year to avoid paying in uh, those days, uh, Mufti Sahib? You can do that. It is permissible for a female to use uh, contraceptives to keep her menses away, especially during the month of Ramadan. Oh, when she's going for Hajj also. But however, Shafat, uh, I do not personally recommend it, you know, because it is an uh, effect on the body, on the natural cycle that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala uh, has created. So when you put these poisons and things within your body, the consequences of that you will suffer at a later stage. And then also certain type of contraceptives works within a certain age group. So if over 35, etc., it can increase uh, your risk of stroke. So all these things you have to look into. And so that's why I say consult your medical uh, practitioner, your doctor, before uh, doing uh, and making such a decision. Yeah, come here, Yusuf Asma. This is uh, Dr. Mufti Brian Smith. Hey, what a lovely year. What a lovely Nasiha. You know, the repercussions of going against your physiological divine nature that Allah has put in you. Mufti Zab, Full marks. I'm giving you a double certificate there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Mufti Saab, this question says, we have uh, two Jumma Salah. Can the same Imam lead both in, uh, in, in both Hanafi and Shafi? 
views. Uh, this imam, hey, he's, uh, he's flexy, man. Muktisab? Yes, because I think because of lockdown and because of the restrictions, uh, people are keeping two, three, four different uh, Jumu'ah to cater for the public. So in the Hanafi Madhab, it is not permissible for the imam to lead uh, both salahs. Uh, uh, you can give the talk perhaps maybe, but they cannot uh, lead both salah, Jumu'ah, salah. It won't be valid. In the Shafi Madhab, he can because he is not considered as part of the amount that is required for a valid Jumu'ah. So he can read both salahs and lead both salahs within the Shafi Madhab. What's the ruling on using anabolic steroids? Hey, I want to be like Arnold Schwarzenegger. Hey, pumping iron, people. Uh, pumping iron is good because that's natural, but using anabolic steroids, you must remember sometimes it's synthetic, sometimes it contains impermissible ingredients uh, and things we uh, don't even know about. All these type of things they will put in there because everyone wants a six-pack and a, and a belly and all these type of things. So the <laughs> easiest way in avoiding exercise is uh, to pop a few pills, but this can become addictive also. So there also you need to speak to your nutritionist, to your, your health coach, etc. Speak to those people in the know. Ask them regarding the ingredients first and then consult with your alim to see if it is uh, halal and uh, permissible to use. Other than that, the best form is always to do uh, a little bit of exercise and to cut down on your carbs as well because uh, if you do that, then you will lose weight more easily in Shalaji. Yeah, people, forget the six-pack. Do not become a potato sack. Mm. Yeah, you know, that's... Mufti uh, uh, questions are flying through this morning. Mashallah. Assalamu alaikum, Mufti. I live with my old parents. Uh, can I read my Zohar Salah with my family and every uh, third week go for Jummah to the Masjid so that I don't miss three Jummahs becoming a kafir, uh, Mufti Yes, you won't become kafir if you miss Jumu'ah. You'll only become kafir if you seem or deem that Jumu'ah is not uh, something important in Islam. So when you reject uh, the, uh, the, the halal, uh, not halal status, when you reject the law of Jumu'ah, uh, and remember Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has commanded us to go to Jumu'ah, so it is far, when you reject the fardiyah part of Jumu'ah, then you will be out of the fold of Islam. If you miss more than three Jumu'ahs, you'll become a sinner, and for that you need to make tawbah. So if there is a genuine, valid uh, reason for you, you're fearing uh, for your life, etc., uh, genuine valid reason I'm saying Shafat because people make excuses nowadays just to avoid going to Jumu'ah then you can read a Dhuwur Salah with your family at home inshallah in place of a Jumu'ah but I would still encourage for you to, to go to the masjid uh, go for Jumu'ah uh, your mother can read uh, her Salah at home or and your father can also attend the masjid inshallah Is it permissible for a man to marry a second wife if he's unable to support her Mufisa? Very, very good question. Yes, it is permissible for a man to marry a second wife, even if he cannot afford it. That is, if the second wife is happy with his uh, current condition. So if the second wife accepts uh, that he is not able to support or nafaka her, uh, and she's happy with it, mutually they have agreed, then he can get married. So sometimes uh, the second wife uh, can be from an affluent family as well, Shabbat, and she has uh, the mullah with her, you know, and she's got the bling also, and she perhaps uh, just wants uh, companionship. And in that case, she will marry the husband, uh, and uh, she will also look after him. So if they agree upon that, then there's no problem, Key. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Many brothers are looking and sisters are wondering, yeah, he says bling and ching and all that. But anyway, <laughs> let's move on. Can a father favor one child upon another when gifting, or is this a sin, Mufti Saba? 
parents uh, should uh, be very, very careful and should always practice uh, uh, equality and have justice when it comes to their children. Do not favor one child upon the other because you will create jealousy that will continue until after your demise. Remember the story of Nabi Yusuf alayhi salatu salam, how his father Yaqub alayhi salam had loved him and spoiled him, etc. And the other brothers became jealous and for that they were prepared to get rid of him and uh, eventually threw him into a well. So today uh, siblings will kill one another just to get attention. And the reason the Quran mentions was in order to get the attention of the father Shafat. So children, sometimes they like mm. to get attention, attention from the parents. So even in our time, how we spend with our children, they also we need to give uh, to do justice and equality. So when you give, give to everyone. If you cannot give, then rather, uh, or you can only give to one, then don't give to no one, because that will be the more safer option, G. You know, Mufti um, Saab, the story of Yusuf alayhi salam has so many different dimensions. And as you said, we didn't really ponder on the jealousy aspect because that played a very crucial role. They were jealous of Yusuf alayhi salam and also on Benjamin. You know, remember they told Yusuf alayhi salam, yeah, but you know, him, you know, my father loves him so much. You know, please take one of us instead of him. And you could see that jealousy, you know, fathers should be careful how they uh, react in front of the other siblings of Mufti Saab. I think you make a very valid point in, in, the, in that. And many of us, uh, you know, do not think. And uh, perhaps we should learn a lesson from uh, Surah Yusuf, uh, Mufti Saab. Gee, jealousy kills. Shafat, many of the crimes that is being committed in the world today is because of pure jealousy, professional jealousy also. It really, really kills a person. So keep your life private and be, uh, have justice when it comes to your children, G. Now, I remember I was in Cape Town uh, many years ago with you, and there was a taxi. It had that sticker on the bumper. It wrote there, love hurts, but jealousy kills. Now I know. Yes, why I remember. Yeah, you remember that taxi? Yeah, I think they got yeah. it from there. They got it from that. Uh, maybe a Muslim who wrote that uh, thing there. But a uh, good one there, Mufti Saab, as we move uh, forward. Uh, this question reads, can a deceased person's debts uh, be settled through zakah? No, you cannot pay a deceased person's uh, debts from his from zakat money, from your zakat money. You should first, before distributing the inheritance in the estate, you should first deduct his debts from there. And then after having deducted his debts from that money, you will give what is mabakia, what remains from the estate, that will go to his or hers heirs. You cannot pay, if anyone has paid uh, a person's, uh, or a person who's passed away, if you pay these debts using zakat money, then you need to repay the zakat money because it was not validly discharged. So be very, very careful for that also, James. Can a Muslim participate in a vaccine trials in Mufisab? No, you cannot. It's not permissible to cause injury and harm to oneself, Shafat, especially if the safety and efficacy of those things has not been established properly. You must remember, many of the trials will only be concluded phase three uh, around the end of 2023. We're only in 2021 now. So it is not permissible. Do not let your own hands be the cause of your destruction. So you cannot go for a few hands or because they pay you something uh, to do the vaccine trials. You cannot do that. It's completely Absolutely, Mufti Saba. Brilliant morning with you as usual. Your parting words? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala protect uh, this Ummah Shafat. We've seen the vaccines uh, being rolled out. You know, time will only tell how safe and effective it is. If anyone goes for that, then please make an informed, conscious uh, decision and do not blame anyone except yourself at the end of the day. Jazakum Allah khairul Jazakum Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi ta'ala wa barakatuhu.
Walaikum salam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuhu to our Mufti Ibrahim Smith and Jazakallah Khaira to you, you and you for sending in those questions. You really add uh, to a fantastic show there. And alhamdulillah, make dua for Mufti Sahaba that Allah keep him for a long, long time of good health, wealth and prosperity so he can serve the deen in the manner that pleases Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala most. So time for us to go for a break and inshallah, when you get back, we'll round up and close up the program. Please stay tuned. You're with Sirius FM 105.7, your number one station in the East Rand.